Hey there, I'm Rianne Mullins, and I'm the host of the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. 15 years ago, I lost 65 pounds by revamping my lifestyle in a very realistic and totally manageable way. Now, I teach other women how to ditch the yo-yo dieting cycle and start living a balanced, fit, and happy life through real food, effective exercise, and a powerful mindset. Each week, I'll be popping into your ears to teach you how you, too, can live a balanced and fit life free from unrealistic diets and crazy expectations. Let's go. Hey, everybody. It's Coach Ann here, the host of the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. Thank you so much for being with me today. So we know that it's still that time of year that time of year when people are feeling motivated. The gym is extra busy. I mean, you have to get to my class about 20 minutes early, the spin class to get a bike. Super busy in there. Um, The salad aisle at the grocery store is looking like so slim, almost empty. And it's exciting, but my email is completely jam-packed with requests, questions, Um, People needing help with their nutrition and wondering how to feel better and get going with their goals. Unfortunately, the gym is going to quiet down. The salad aisle will start to have expired salads on the shelves. Do you ever get annoyed with that? And the request for help in my email box will decrease drastically by February. Yeah, by February. So in less than a month, this excitement, this motivation, this I'm going to change, I'm going to change, I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to get fit, I'm going to do blah, blah, blah. It goes away. It goes away fast. And why? Like, why does this happen year after year after year? Why do people start so strong and end up falling totally back into their old routines? Well, I know you already know this, but it's because we are our habits. And it can be really hard to pull yourself out of an old habit and routine to start a new one. Now, it's not impossible, just uncomfortable and could be difficult at first. So when you can identify the areas in your life where you really need a new routine to achieve your goals or to become your healthiest self, then you can start to make a priority list of your own habits or a priority list of like what you want to accomplish. The key word there is priority. Okay. Which habits are you doing that are already working and which ones are not working? After you identify your habits, it's time to create new ones in place of the ones that aren't doing you any good. Okay. So once you know exactly what you want to work on and decide the new routine or habit, your best friend is going to be good old consistency. Okay. If you start and stop, start and stop again and again and again. It's like being on a treadmill, right? You're doing the work, but getting nowhere. And pretty soon when you realize you're getting nowhere, you'll decide to stop and go back to your old habits that weren't serving you well in the first place, okay? This is why by February, people are done and fall back, back into their comfort zone, okay? So instead of letting that happen, I believe it's a better idea to work on just one or two habits at a time. The problem I see with most people is that they want to change everything all at the same time. Okay, this is when it becomes super overwhelming and it can lead to burnout or just plain disgust when it doesn't go as well as you'd hoped. 
Okay. So if you can work on completely mastering one or two habits, then you can add another and it may, you know, not be super easy and fast, but it's going to be more likely to stick. Okay. I also suggest that you start with a habit that you know deep down in your bones that you can achieve. Something that will help you feel successful and let you know that you can do it. Right. So um, let's see. An example may be like going to bed at 10 p.m. Okay. That's it. No other strings attached. Nothing. Just making sure that you get in bed and turn off the lights to go to sleep at 10 p.m. Period. Right. So you might be asking yourself, why is that a good habit? Well, because you'll get more sleep and then sleep filters into other areas in your life. So something as simple as saying, okay, every night at 10 p.m. I'm going to bed, period. Okay, not hard, right? It's not like it's not like asking yourself to run a marathon every day. It's it's literally like go to bed, okay? But um, anyway, that's just, that's just a little example that I could think of right off the top of my head. But so compare taking that simple new habit of going to bed at 10 p.m. with this. And this is what most people do. All right. My new habits this year are going to be drink 120 ounces of water every day. Eat only 1,200 calories every day. Go to the gym for one hour every day. Stop drinking alcohol for the whole year. Go to yoga. Walk 30 minutes every day. Write my journal every day and stop eating chocolate. (laughs) Right? And, And I'm not kidding when I ask you know, like I'll ask a client. So like, what do you want to do? Like what habits do you want to work on? And they will be like all of these things. And for some reason, and then they'll say to me, I don't know why I can't stick to it. And I'm like, well, are those all new habits? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, well, how about we just pick a couple of those or one of those to start with and just see how it goes. And you know what? I'll say here that most people are like, no, because I want all of the change right now. I want right now to change all my habits to so I can have instant results, instant success and change my whole life today. And you know what? I, I do too. Like we all want that, don't we? But that is why we have the all or nothing thinking. That is why we start and stop, start and stop because it's just too much to do. Okay. It's too much, too much. So today I thought it might be a good idea to share with you my top five daily habits. Okay. Now I want to be clear that just because these work for me doesn't mean that I think I'm all like high and mighty and like what I say goes. It's just, it's just that these consistent habits in my life have helped me mostly reverse my autoimmune symptoms. I've kept my weight in check for many, many years following these and they help me feel good and balanced. So could I do more to lose some of my belly fat? Absolutely. Sure could. But these five habits that I'm sharing with you are solid in my life. They are automatic and easy. Okay. They're automatic and easy because I worked on them to make them easy. I didn't just decide to do them and boom, I did them. No, I had to practice and practice and do my best to make them a part of my daily life. And I do get off track sometimes. Absolutely. But because these habits have become such a part of who I am, it's super easy to get back to them quickly. And usually because I crave them now, right? I crave this comfort zone that I've created with healthy habits. And you know what? You can do it too. I promise. All right. So I have to admit, I have some really good habits. Okay. I do need to pat myself on the back just a little bit here. And here's the deal. I have to remind myself of that often. I have to literally say to myself, Rianne, 
you already have some amazing and very consistent habits. Okay. And I have to remind myself sometimes because I too, just like everybody in the world, want to start adding too much to my life. You know, like, like lately, I mean, I just feel like my middle has really gotten out of control. And so in my mind, I too, because this is what we do as humans, I instantly want to like start adding more things. And then I'm like, no, hold up, sister. Like, just wait a minute and, you know, think about what you're already doing really well. Okay. So, you know, like after the holidays, I just felt really gross and bloated. And even though like, I did, I wasn't really that awful. You know, I didn't like totally go crazy or anything with food, but I did enough. Um, I ate some of the things I shouldn't eat. And I'll talk about that here in a minute. And I gave myself a little flare up with my Hashimoto's. Okay. And so here's the thing. If you have autoimmune disease or hypothyroid, if you stress yourself even more with telling yourself, I should, I should do this. I should do this. I should do this. And you're adding more and more to your plate. You're just going to increase your inflammation, you're going to make your symptoms even worse. Okay, so I had to be super careful of that. So I literally remind myself every day that I am already doing a lot of things right. Okay, and I just want you to remind yourself too, because I guarantee you're already doing a lot of really good things. So instead of beating yourself up and creating more things for yourself to do, stop and take an assessment of what you're already doing well. Okay, I bet you there's a lot of stuff you're already doing well. Okay, so anyway, um, I'm going to tell you my five top daily habits. And I do have more habits than this, I got to tell you. But these are the top five I want to discuss today. And then here's the thing. These are, these are my habits. They're good habits for virtually everybody. But, you know, maybe I'll say something that encourages you to try it or maybe you're already doing them. Um, or maybe they aren't appealing to you at all. And that's fine. I'm here just to give you some ideas and guide you and support you. And then, you know, you apply this however you need to your own life. Awesome. All right, let's go. So by the way, I hope that my sound is okay because just a moment ago, my brand new stand for my microphone just totally fell over. (laughs) So I have to let, I'm holding it in place. So I really hope that um, you can hear me well because I'm not starting over. All right, so here we go. Here are the five top habits that I do daily. My very first one, and I don't know, by the way, if these are in order specifically, like I'm not saying one is more important than the other. They're just how I, like how they came to my mind, okay? All right, my very, very first one is I prioritize protein with every single meal that I eat, like almost obsessively. Okay. I literally say to myself, where's my protein every single time I eat. Okay. I aim to eat between 120 to 130 grams of protein every day. And, you know, if I don't notice, um, or if I don't pay attention, I'll notice that my sugar cravings start to creep up. Okay. If I'm not getting enough of that protein and I notice feeling a little hungry when I shouldn't be. Okay. I started doing this when I realized it was one of the best ways to manage blood sugar. And since my mother had diabetes and a thyroid issue, I was worried that if I didn't get my lifestyle under control, that I would also get diabetes. And you know what? I wasn't willing to go down that path. So protein is a daily must for me. Okay. I use protein to base, like to anchor down every single meal. And then I feel like 
I look at protein and I say, how can I dress up my protein today? (laughs) Okay. I dress it up with vegetables, which is fiber. I dress it up with starchy carbs like sweet potatoes, oats, fruits, um, sometimes pastas, sometimes, you know, whatever, rice, beans. But protein, regardless, is the star of the show. Okay. Every day, all the day, all week. (laughs) Okay. The second habit that I am just like, it's just ingrained into my life is water. I drink between 70 to 100 to 120 ounces of water every single day. Okay. Every single day. And I even, I gotta be honest, like, like today, for example, I got up, I had an early appointment, like a 6.45 a.m. nutrition client. We got on Zoom to talk and then I had to like jet out of here when we were done and go teach a spin class. And I did take my water with me. And when I got done with cycle and was driving home, I looked at my water bottle and I do like a 24 ounce like cup. You know, it's kind of like, it's like one of those Starbucks cups with the straw. And I know Listen, women, we're not supposed to be using straws because of our lip wrinkles and all that stuff. I don't care. I get my water in. <laughs> all right. Anyway, I'm driving home today and I look down and I'm like, only about half of my water was gone. And I had a little like panic attack. I'm like, oh, I'm behind on my water. Like I would have had one of those and already started on my second one at that point in the day. So, you know, I need to remind myself to chill out sometimes too. So since I got home, I've finished that water and a whole nother one. So it's fine. It's fine. But I just wanted to share with you that some of these habits I do so well most of the time that when I don't, it gives me a little um, little ping of panic, which is probably not great. But that's like, it literally makes me feel off track if I'm not like where I normally am. Okay, because I believe in these so, so much. And, you know, water, you know, being hydrated is super important. It's it's great because when we are dehydrated, our blood literally is thicker. And if your blood is literally thicker, imagine it's almost like sludge working its way through your veins and your arteries, which makes you feel tired, right? And if you feel tired, it's going to be hard to make the choices we need to make. It's going to be hard to want to get up and go work out. It's going to be hard to get up and take a walk. It's going to be hard to want to get your work done. It's going to be hard to want to cook dinner. So hydration is critical to keep your energy up. Okay. So that's just one reason I do it. The other is it's great for your skin. It's great for your joints. I mean, there's so many reasons. And also, you know, a lot of times if you're drinking water, you're not going to be snacking because you're drinking water and it gives you almost a sense of fullness uh, if you're staying hydrated. Okay. So that is my second daily habit that is like stuck like glue into my life. My third habit is 90% of the time, 90% of my life, I am no gluten or dairy in my diet. So I'm gluten and dairy free. Okay. And before I go on, I want to say to you that before I went gluten and dairy free, I thought it was a bunch of nonsense. I literally thought it was a marketing gimmick to put no gluten on like packages and just another dieting ploy. And it could be. It still could be like it could definitely be. But when I found out I had Hashimoto's, the number one thing I did was take out food intolerances and gluten and dairy were major for me. 
and eggs and peanuts and all these things. But at the end of the day, after several years of experiencing and or experimenting rather, and taking foods in and out and experimenting around my inflammation, I've discovered that gluten and dairy are a definite must for me to keep out. Okay. And here's the thing with food intolerances versus allergies. You know, if you have an allergy to a food, then you're going to notice something pretty instant, whether it's like swelling or like, you know, your throat closing and dying, (laughs) that thing, (laughs) but, um, or like a rash or something like that. The the scary thing and annoying thing about a food intolerance is that you may not notice anything for two to four days after consuming the food. So a lot of people don't realize they're having food intolerances because they're not having an instant reaction. And it's hard to believe that, it's food if you're like that you're like no like nothing happened so it can't be that well anyway i discovered after a lot of time and you know trial and error that gluten and dairy are definitely need to stay out of my diet and the reason i'm going through a little flare up right now is because over christmas um, i went to my in-laws had a great time but we had like lasagna and bread and you know i'm not going to be rude and not eat what they're giving me and so i thought you know what a couple days of just eating whatever is not going to be a big deal. Like it's fine. I'll get right back. And it was fine. I enjoyed it. Had a blast. Um, well, about four days after I instantly gained about six pounds, bloated, my joints, my hip is bad. My knees hurt. My, my thyroid swollen, like the whole shebang. And I know, unfortunately it's because I should have been smarter. I should have stuck with my plan in my normal daily habit, but I didn't. So that's why I'm saying like 90-ish percent of the time I am gluten and dairy-free, okay? Um, so that is a definite for me. My fourth habit is sleeping a minimum, not a maximum, a minimum of eight hours, okay? That is a must. It is a must in my life. And I didn't know it. Like I didn't know. And I've done, you know, a podcast on sleeping. I've done a podcast on gluten too, by the way, and food intolerances. So you can go back and hear those. But sleep, oh my goodness. Like I was sleep deprived for years and just didn't know it. Like I thought, like many people say, oh, I'm great on five hours. Oh, I'm to- oh, I'm great. Yeah, but what if you're not? Like, what if you just don't notice? Like, what if you're just so used to feeling exhausted that you don't even notice that you're exhausted, (laughs) you know? And that was me. And so now, so like, okay, like I was telling you um, this morning, I had an early appointment. And so last night, I knew, I mean, I knew that. So I adjusted my bedtime to make sure I got a full eight hours of sleep so that I could get up in time for that appointment and be awake. So that meant going to bed just a little bit earlier than normal. And that's fine. But, you know, I'm not going to say earlier, I gave an example of like having a habit of going to bed at 10 p.m. I do try to keep that habit. But sometimes it's 11 p.m. But that's okay, because if I can sleep till seven, I'm good. Now, if I go to bed at 10 and can sleep till seven or eight, (laughs) I'm going to do that too. So Remember, I said I get at least eight hours of sleep every night. And if I don't, if something starts affecting me, like or if I start feeling like I can't sleep, I can't go to sleep, I wake up too much in the night and I'm just not sleeping restfully, then I know something's off in my world. So when you do a habit consistently and all of a sudden there's something not right with it, 
something doesn't feel good or you're having a hard time doing it, then that's a signal that something's happening and you need to like take an assessment of your life. And so right now, yes, I am sleeping eight hours, but it has been a little restless. And so I know for a fact that it's because I'm having this little bit of a flare up. When I have flare ups with my autoimmune, I, my sleep is disrupted. Okay. So anyway, these all filter together is what I'm trying to say. All right. And then my fifth habit that is a little bit different than those that has become a habit for many reasons is I drink a cup of decaf green tea every night after dinner. And I don't mean like right after dinner, like dessert. I mean like later in the evening. So if you're here listening to this podcast, there's a good possibility that late night eating has been a problem for you right? I mean, I talk to so many people that say to me, I do great all day, all day, all day. And then nighttime happens and I can't stay out of the kitchen. So I know, I mean, I've been there. I've been there multiple times, most of my life, right? So, but so when I started this habit of drinking decaf and I'm stressing decaf because remember, I like my hours of sleep. I don't want it to be interrupted with caffeine. So I started drinking green tea at night and here's why. Because number one, the whole reason I started, truthfully, was I was having kind of cravings too. And I knew they weren't physical cravings. I knew they were emotional habit cravings. Okay. And there's a huge difference. And there is a whole podcast about cravings so um, that you can go back and find. But the thing about drinking a hot cup of tea is number one, it's cozy right? It's cozy. It creates that like cozy, snuggly feeling. So I love and look forward to getting that teapot. I have this really cool teapot and I go turn it on, boil the water, and I have a variety of different um, flavors of green tea. But my favorite is just the plain decaf green tea. But anyway, something about that gives me the same feeling, the same cozy comfortable, you know, happy feeling as eating cookies used to. And it's tea. It's like zero calories. And green tea has antioxidants that have been shown to help burn fat. Now, do I believe that drinking green tea every night is making me burn fat more? Nah, not really. I mean, I think that's, I mean, maybe, maybe let's go for it. Let's hope for it. But no, I I mean, I kind of just feel like for me, it's more about the cozy feeling. And the second thing is, it keeps my hands busy. Okay. And it takes a while because I get really steamy hot. It takes a while. So it's like, keeps my hands busy. I'm holding a hot cup of tea, snuggled under my blanket, watching TV or reading or whatever, and or hanging out with my husband doing whatever we're doing. And I'm holding this tea and just kind of sipping on it. And it might take me 30 to 40 minutes to finish this cup of tea. Well, guess what happens after that? It's time to go to bed. So there's no time for chocolate. There's no time for cookies. There's no time for standing in front of the cabinets, seeking out that thing that you that you can't figure out what you want, but you want something and you stand there and you look and you look and you look. It has completely stopped that for me. So that one, if I were you, if you have a nighttime issue, I would highly, highly recommend trying that one. Okay. So That, my friends, are my five daily habits that I stick with the best I can. And, you know, like I said earlier, 
yes, sometimes I get off track. I mean, over Christmas, I got off track just for a couple days and it really threw me for a loop. And, you know, that all that did was make me know that my habits that I do, you know, most of the time, most of my life are really worth it. They're good. They, they serve me really well. Um, now, I did tell you I have a bunch of other habits. I mean, there's like daily walking, daily journaling, um, you know, weightlifting. There's all kinds of other ones. But those that I gave you are like my kind of like, uh, what am I trying to say? Um, non-negotiable. They're non-negotiable. They're the ones that I need to make sure I do every day to feel like I'm doing what I need to do for my health. So I'm going to say them again. They're prioritized protein, drink lots of water, no gluten or dairy, sleep a minimum of eight hours, and drink a cup of decaf hot tea every night in the evening, like after dinner time. Okay. So, and like I said, just because these work for me doesn't mean that they're exactly what you need. But, you know, like I said, some of those are good ones to get used to doing all of the time. So that is all I have for you today. I hope that you find this helpful. Um, As always, you know, I'd love to hear from you. Like what habits do you do daily that make you feel strong and healthy and balanced in your life? And if you need help with this, I'm going to be opening up five coaching spots, one-on-one coaching spots. And in order to work with me one-on-one, I have an application process now because I want to make sure that I'm actually the right coach for those people that need help. And I want to make sure that I'm choosing the right people for me as well. Because, you know, not everybody's a good fit. Not everybody's a good fit as your coach and not everybody's a good coach to me as a client. And it's really important to be in alignment and um, work well together. So if you're interested, I'm going to, in February, I'm opening up five spots, okay, only five spots, and I have different packages available. But if you are interested, I'm going to stick the application link in the show notes, okay? And you can go there and just fill out the application, check it out, and then After you fill it out, I will contact you via email to schedule a consultation call. And after that, we together can decide, you know, what package is best for you if we are a good fit and if that's something that you want to do. Okay. So thanks again for being here. I I love having you here. Um, I need to tell you that I'm going to be taking a very, very short break. So I am going to be coming out with season two of the Balanced Fit and Free podcast coming out in a couple weeks. So please come back. Um, The next couple of weeks will be a great opportunity for you to catch up on any of the episodes that either you missed um, or maybe re-listen to some that really were helpful to you. And I will be sure to send out an email to my email list in the next week with some of the top listened or top rated Um, episodes in case you missed them. So thanks for being here and I will be seeing you soon in season two. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning into the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And if you are looking for a crew of amazing women who are also seeking a balanced fit and free lifestyle, be sure to join my exclusive community on Facebook. The link is waiting for you in the show notes. Until next time, keep your thoughts positive and your coffee hot.